Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Imperfectly Perfect Live. I am Trini Sharp. I am your host for this evening, as always. It's a pleasure to be back before you guys yet another week. Uh, last week, um, I didn't uh, go on live, and I was just taking some time just to rest. Nothing wrong. Just taking some time to rest, which is one of the things we're going to talk about tonight um, is learning how to rest. Um, so, Yes, we're going to get into that um, with this tonight's topic, which is balance. We're going to get to that in a second. Um, but before we do any of that, let's say a word of prayer so we can invite the Holy Spirit in because this word, I believe, is necessary. This word is really on time. I know especially for me when I was in my study time, God was truly dealing with me and has been dealing with me this with this particular topic for a long time. Um, but God let me to um, teach you guys what he's been teaching me in this season. So let's say a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Thank you, God, for being here right now, Father. Thank you, God, for your love, your kindness. We thank you, God, for your grace, your mercy, God, your love, your forgiveness, God. We thank you, God, for all that you are, all that you do, God, all that you continue, God, to be. God, I thank you, Holy Spirit, God, for allowing me this opportunity, God, to speak to your children, Father. God, I thank you, God, for choosing me for such, such a time as this. God, I come before you, God, as humbly as I know how, Father God. Thank you, God, for choosing me, God, to be your voice. God, I come against every distraction. I come against everything that is not like you. And it may try to interrupt, God, your perfect will from being done, God. God, may every word that come out of my mouth, God, be your word, Father God, not out of my flesh, but out of my spirit, oh God. Holy Spirit, have your way. May somebody's life be changed, set free, God, deliver it in the mighty name of Jesus, God. May the simple wisdom their Father God, be able, their Father, to change their perspective, God, and give them, God, a well-balanced life, their Father, in their Christian walk. So, Holy Spirit, we love you and we adore you. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome, everybody. It's great to be back. I know I wasn't, again, I wasn't um, live last week, and I didn't miss you guys, but I needed to rest, and God told me to rest. It was, listen, I was trying to find each and every way to still go live last week, and basically, God told me to sit down somewhere. <laughs> so, but that's the wonderful thing that I love about God is that he knows when you need to rest. He knows that when you need to just take a breather and just, you know, step aside and just truly just allow him to replenish you and refresh you. So um, that's one of the things we're definitely going to talk about tonight. So welcome everybody who are my Instagram uh, followers here <laughs> and Facebook. And then uh, for those of you that are new to the uh, Imperfectly Perfect community, we are live, live as well. Um, and we are... Um, Available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, anywhere the podcast can be listened to, we are available. So if you don't get a chance to uh, watch this particular podcast, um, share with your friends if they just want to listen to it on the way to work, it's available to them as well. So let's get into tonight's topic. I am so eager to just share with you what God has been dealing with me on. So tonight's topic, again, is balance, is balance. And we need to get into, first and foremost, the definition of balance so that we can get um, clear clarification on what God is saying to us tonight. So first and foremost, balance means two different definitions, two definitions that I have for you that stuck out to me the most. And the first definition I have, balance is an even distribution of weight, enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. Again, distribution, sorry, balance is an even distribution of weight, enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. You think about balance, you, you think about the scale, right? And like the old school scale, not this, the scale to be step on to determine our weight, not that type of scale, but the scale where it's literally two balance beams. And if you put more weight on one of them and it weighs more than the other, then it's going to go like this. But you need to be able to find some form of something in between to have it to be even because the definition again says an even distribution. So sometimes we put more on our plate. We put more on our plate than God would ever put on our plate. 
because the word of God says, I will never, Jesus said, I will never put more on you than you can bear. He will never put more on us than, than we can bear. So why do we do it to ourselves? I'm talking to myself too, because I trust me, the messenger <laughs> has to learn from the message first. So trust me, I'm not judging nobody because trust me, I'm still learning today. Like God was just dealing with me this morning about this situation. So we have to learn how to balance to have an even distribution to be able to be upright and steady. What use are we going to be to help advance the kingdom of God if we don't find balance? If we're always saying yes to everything, if we are at every event, if we're at um, every time somebody calls us, we're there. And listen, don't get me wrong. That is a good quality to have because that means that you're loyal. That means that you're dependable. That means that, you know, that people um, can trust you. But every time somebody calls doesn't mean that you go. And we're going to get that to that in a second of keys to how to uh, find balance in your Christian walk. The other definition, other definition that I have, hi, Laura. <laughs> the other definition that I have for you is mental steadiness or emotional stability, habit of calm behavior, judgment, etc. So again, talking about that steadiness, being steady. Mental and this, I love this definition because it talks about your mental, your mind. If our mind is out of whack, we're no good to anybody. If we're always walking in fear, if we're always stressing out, and we always have anxiety, we always have low self esteem, if we're always being weary, we are no good to anyone. I don't care how gifted you are, I don't care how talented you are. If you are unbalanced in your mind, you are no good to helping advance in the to help advance the kingdom of God. Your mind must be at ease. Your mind must be steady. Your mind must be um, stable. The Word of God also talks about an unstable having an unstable um, being an unstable person, always you know not never able to make a solid decision. We have to learn how to be balanced. So again, the last definition I have, mental steadiness or emotional stability, habit of calm behavior, judgment, etc. So now that we know what balance means, let's get into some, and I'm, I promise you, this is, is only four keys that I have for you. God kept it plain and simple. With some great examples. I mean, God is the, the dopest teacher <laughs> that ever, that ever, you know, like, I mean, some of the knowledge that God, you know, downloads into my spirit. I'm just like, wow, God, I would have never looked at it that way had it not been for you opening my eyes to see it. So let's talk about some keys to finding balance in your Christian walk. Number one, number one, prioritize prioritize. And I'm not going to assume that everybody knows what prioritize means. So that led me to find a um, definition for you guys to break it down even more. So prioritize means determine the order for dealing with a series of items or tasks according to their relative importance. Again, prioritize means Determine the order for dealing with a series of items or tasks according to their relative importance. My God, we have to learn how to prioritize. Yes, sis, we have to learn. And he, yes, he is the dopest teacher. <laughs> um, but we have to learn how to prioritize. So let's go back because, yes, my mom said, make a to-do list. Listen, I God has been training me with this for some time now, and I'm starting to get into a habit of creating a to-do list because what I find is that when I create the to-do list, number one, it comes from out of my mind. And number two, now that it's out of my mind and I have it on paper, I'm able to see it because a lot of times we don't know how to prioritize because our thoughts are jumbled. 
our thoughts are jumbled. So we, you know, say, oh, I know I need to do this. I know I need to do this for my mom. I know I need to go to the store. I know I need this, but you don't have nothing written on paper. So you can know all you want, but if it's sometimes, if it's not visually before you, you, the, the, you haven't heard of this terminology, out of sight, out of mind? That saying is very true. Out of sight, out of mind. If you don't visually see it, and you can, you can, oh, somebody said, oh, try to call, call such and such, check on them. Then, you know, somebody else may call you. And then you talking like your girlfriend may, uh, your a close girlfriend may call you. And now y'all busting it up, having a good old conversation. And when you get off the phone, you forgot that you're supposed to call your cousin and check on them. Why? Because you allowed yourself to be distracted. You didn't prioritize. It wasn't in front of you. Yeah, it was in your, it's in your mind, but because you didn't write it down, because you didn't listen, I have so many reminders in my phone. Like I have remind, I have reminders to clock in. <laughs> like I'm, I'm not even kidding you. Like I have reminders to clock in, and I actually need to uh, do a reminder to clock out because sometimes I can, you know, just forget and just keep on going about my day, especially you know working from home now. So. You have to know, first of all, just knowing who you are, because there are people that are more administrative. Hence, my mom is very administrative. Um, my good friend, Catherine Hayes, she's very administrative. Um, so people who are administrative, they're good with those things. But even administrators write lists. They're the ones telling us because sometimes we can be, you know, you know, there's a left left brain and right brain. People that are more left brain are more organized, they're more analytical. People are right brain, they're more creative. And the people that are more right brain, listen, <laughs> people that are more right brain is like it's everything is, you know, everything is all flow and free. And listen, I get it. But then there's some people that have, you know, both and they're able to do both. But there's very few people that can do both. <laughs> like, seriously, one or the other. But we had to learn, hey, sissy. Yes, we had to learn how to have a balanced lifestyle, be able to prioritize things. And a lot of our friends that are organized, they tell us, listen, as you write it down, and they're the ones that are reminding us, but we can't always, de always depend on them because they have their own stuff to do too even though they got graced them in the gift of those things but there's that's not an excuse for us to just say oh okay well they got it so i don't need to remember oh they got it so i i don't gotta worry about that i know they're gonna take care of it no this did you not remember that this is your thing this is not they have their own stuff they gotta worry about like why are you putting this on them putting now you're putting the burden on somebody else when god said this is yours this is your uh, task to carry, not theirs. So we have to learn how to prioritize. Let's go back to um, notes to be on the scripture. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And I, if you've been following this podcast for a while, you know I talk about this Mary and Martha situation. And I'm telling you, it's so, I, every time this God drops this passage in my scripture, it's something new every single time that God points out to me. And I'm like, wow, God, like this is dope. So let's go to Luke 10, 38 through 42 in the Amplified Version. We're talking about prioritizing. Does anybody know a little bit about this story? Mary and Martha are sisters. Jesus goes, I'm paraphrasing, paraphrasing a little bit before I read it. Jesus goes into the city called Bethany. And he goes there to rest. He goes there to get something to eat. He's around his familiar people. You know, he just traveled. Him and the disciples travel for a while. But now they're, they're going to the city and they're going to get something to eat. They're going to get some rest. So Luke 10, verse 38 to 42, Amplified, it says, Now while they were on their way, Jesus entered a village called Bethany. And a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who seated herself at the Lord's feet and was continually listening to his teaching. But Martha was very busy and distracted with all of her serving responsibilities. And she approached him and said, Lord, 
Is it of no concern to you that my sister has left me to do the serving alone? Tell her to help me and do her part. But the Lord replied to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered and anxious about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, that which is to her advantage which will not be taken away from her. My God. I mean, that just wrapped prioritizing all up in a nutshell. So here you have, again, Mary and Martha. Martha is the one that's like, her hands is in everything. She just, she's superwoman. She's just like, listen, I'm a great chef. I'm, um, I'm a good servant. I, I can, I'm a, I'm the businesswoman. I got, you know, five businesses and I got this and that. I'm, I'm faithful on the ministries all while, you know, having, being married, having kids. I can do it all. That's Martha. Then you have Mary. Mary, <laughs> Mary's the one that's like, you know, like flowing. And she just like, listen, I'm just like, she's the, the one that's just like, listen, I'm going with the flow. I'm going with the Holy Spirit, wherever, you know, the Holy Spirit leads me. And then it's like, you can learn from both because it's like, all right, there's a time to work. But there's a time when you have to recognize when to shift with the Holy Spirit, because sometimes the Holy Spirit is like, okay, go here. But then he's like, all right, he'll shift and switch on you and then tell you go somewhere else. Why? Because he sees the need of the people, of the people that surround you. But if you're so focused on cooking, if you're so focused on, oh God, well, I got to get this done. It's a deadline for this and da, 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 da. And if I don't do this, nobody else can do it. But you want to get there in a second about delegating. But if I don't do this, then it won't get done. And I, everybody's depending on me. I mean, I got Jesus here and he needs to eat. And I, can, I don't have time to be sitting at Jesus' feet. I have a bunch of people that need to eat. But Jesus said that wasn't their priority. The priority in that moment is that Jesus was dropping wisdom, wisdom nuggets. Jesus was dropping some wisdom nuggets. And Mary, she used her discernment. She had discernment. She's seen, wow. Even though Jesus, you know, he came here to eat and rest, he's still taking his time out to speak to us. And it's a privilege and honor. Hey, Dr. Pratt. It's a privilege and an honor for one, for Jesus to be in my house. And number two, for him to be teaching. So yeah, fixing food is not important because Jesus is like, no, I want to teach you some things. And will you recognize the call? Will you recognize when God, sometimes God in our prayer time, you know, God has been teaching me that as well. This is just a side note. God has been teaching me that as well. Because a lot of times, you know, when you have a daily prayer life there, you have to recognize the, what's the word that I'm looking for? You have to recognize the climate of the prayer. You have to recognize the climate of the prayer. Because sometimes there are times where God has you go in and he's like, he got you in warrior mode. Like, listen, I'm not playing with the devil. He coming after my family. He coming after my friends. I got, no, I mean business. So I'm going to the war room and I'm about to tear him and his minions up. And then at other times when God just wants you to be still. When God, like when you, when you can, you can feel it because as you develop a relationship with Christ and as you are um, truly like having a daily prayer life, you, you would just feel it. Like you, you feel like you, you kind of want to go in, but then every time you try to push, you know, to be in that warrior mode, God, it's like, you could feel the Holy Spirit kind of like calming you down. It's like, be still and listen, be still and rest, be still, and be at peace. And it's nothing wrong with that because there are a lot of times when you're still, a lot of times when you are still in your prayer time, that is when the Holy Spirit is speaking. Because what good is it if you're constantly, Lord, open the door, open the door, open the door, Lord, heal me, heal me, heal me, Lord, have your way, have your, have your way, have your way. And you never take the time out 
for God to speak and answer the prayers that you prayed. That's why it's good to, after you pray, to take time out to meditate on his word, to sit still and, and, and listen for God's voice to answer. Listen for God's voice to answer. Yes, my mom says sometimes God just wants you to be quiet and listen to what he wants to say to you. Exactly. He wants us to be quiet and listen. So Mary and Martha, two great examples of sometimes we get so busy that we forget to take the time out to spend time with God. Because a lot of times, because Jesus is, God is our heavenly father, excuse me. So just like any great parent, they want to spend time with their kids. They just want to spend quality time with you. So God, sometimes he just wants you to be still. Be still and just listen and say, daughter, I love you. Son, I love you. And then sometimes you just want to hear the adoration and say, Lord, I thank you, God. Lord, if you don't give me another thing, God, you've been so good to me already. Lord, I thank you, God, for allowing me to see another day, for allowing me, God, to just be in your presence. And that's what Martha, that's what, excuse me, Mary had. She was just so appreciative of Jesus even gracing them with his presence. Because Jesus could have been anywhere. I mean, Jesus was on high command. Like Jesus was popular. Everybody wanted a piece of Jesus. Everybody wanted to be healed. Everybody wanted to be set free. Everybody wanted to have an experience who Jesus is. So Mary was appreciative of that. He said, wow, my God, you're in my home. Yes, I'm going to sit at your feet and hear whatever it is that you have to say. That is the that is the stance. That is the attitude that we need to have when we, we when we are in God's presence, Lord. What is it that you want to say before we even make any petitions known unto God? Lord, how are you today? Lord, I thank you. Let's let's see how God is before we start saying, I need this and I need that. He's not a genie. He's our heavenly father. He wants to bless us. He wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ever ask or think. But we have to learn how to keep still. We have to learn how to prioritize. Put things in order. Put things in order, which leads to my next point. My next point is, again, we're talking about keys to finding balance in your Christian walk. Number two, number two, know when to say no. No, listen, I'm smiling because, listen, I still struggle with this. Know when to say no. You can't say yes to everything. And one of my, one of my, um, one of my mentors, excuse me, one of my mentors says to me, she said, Every good thing is not a God thing. Every good thing is not a God thing. It can be good. It can be a great idea. It can be grand. It can be, you know, like God is is blessing it. But it could not be a God thing for you because God has something else on your agenda that you need to be taken care of. But if you say yes to that good thing, instead of putting the God thing, that's why we talk about prioritizing first. Now, you're taking time away from what you're actually supposed to be focused on. So you have to learn when to say no. Pray before you say yes to anything. Pray before you say yes to anything. It is so important that we seek God first. It's so important that we seek God first. Let's go to Matthew 6, 33 really quickly. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, but first and most importantly, seek, aim at, strive after his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right the attitude and character of God and all these things will be given to you also. So when we seek God, We're letting God know 
Lord, I know you are the lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. God, I know that you are the director of my life. You know what my future holds. You know what tomorrow brings. So, Lord, before I dare say yes to the situation, before I dare say yes to anything, God, I'm coming to you first and foremost to make sure that I am in right standing. Make sure that I am doing what you have instructed me to do. Because if it is not, if you're not in it for me to do it, then I don't want no part of it. If you are not leading me to do it, then I do not want a part of it. Because what will happen is God's permissive will will end up happening versus God's perfect will. And my wonderful pastor, Dr. Tracy Lynn Williams, spoke on that permissive will versus perfect will. Permissive will is when God told you not to do it. He gave you the red flags. But because you want to be hard-headed and like, oh, well, I can do this. And because you believe you Superman, you Superwoman, just like Martha, and you can do any and everything on your own. And God said, no, that's not the season for it. But because you don't want to listen, like any great parent, sometimes parents, they when they, when they keep telling their kids, you know, the way and they're not listening, they got to put their hands up and say, listen, I trained you. I did my job. But since you don't want to listen, especially if you're grown, since you don't want to listen, then I got to let you do what you're doing because you're not going to stress me out. And then you're going to have to learn on your own. You're going to have to learn on your own. So we have to seek God for everything. And this is the thing, because sometimes when when you hear the word prayer, a lot of times people are like, oh, I got to get on my knees and, and, and go into deep intercession all the time. No, that's not what God is saying, because prayer is simply communication with God. Prayer is simply talking to God. So your spirit man there are times where you can be in the grocery store there's times you can be at work and you can just simply like it's like you know how you have thoughts in your mind and you can just simply say in your mind lord i need help making this decision nobody can hear you nobody can hear you talking to god but god hears you lord i need you to help me and making, especially if it's something that requires a quick decision, listen, God knows what you're in need of. So there are times when you need to go into deep intercession for it, because it could be a major decision as far as you like saying, all right, no. And this is the thing. When you say no, say it in love. When you say no, say it in love and say, no, I don't got time for that. What? Like, what? Why are we like? having this attitude. I don't got time for that. I got things to do. I got people to see. No, like, where did all of this come from? Like, why do we got to be all extra about it? It doesn't take all of that. It doesn't take all of that. Simply say, if you, if you can't get back to them in that moment, just say, listen, I'm not exactly sure right now. Let me get back to you. Yes, Lord. Let me get back to you. I need to check my schedule. I need to see what is on my part because that's why God said prioritize first because then you have made your list. Now you got your schedule. Now you know what is, what's before you. Now you just like, okay, let me see if I can fit some things in. And that's why, you know, you got to ask God first to see what it is you need to do. And then if God tells you, Yes, then that means that, that God knows that you can do it. Because the word of God again says, God, Jesus will never put more on us than we can bear. So if God is telling you yes, and even though in your mind it's like, man, God, I got enough on my plate. Because trust me, I ain't been there, done that. I'm like, Lord, you telling me to do something else? And I'm like, I'm trying to breathe. Like, Lord, like, I'm trying to breathe, trying to get everything else that I got going on. And he's like, do it. Because if God is telling you to do it, that's why you got to learn how to say yes and you got to say learn how to say no. But don't say no to the wrong things. This is why balance is key. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't say no to the thing just because you don't feel like doing it. Because that's, that's a whole nother thing. A lot of times we saying no to stuff and God is like, I told you to do it. I know what you got on your plate. 
I'm 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 all knowing. I know everything. But if I'm leading you to do it, I'm giving you the grace to get it done. If God is leading you to that direction, God is giving you the grace to get it done. He knows what's before you. He knows what your future holds. So we have to learn what to say no to. And we have to learn to, to not say no to the wrong things. And know when God is leading us to do, do stuff and don't be in our flesh and like, I don't feel like doing it. I don't, I don't got time. And God is like, get your behind up and go do what I said. <laughs> That's like our parents were like, you better listen. Don't be saying no. Because then you will have to suffer the consequences like any good parent would do to their child. if They telling them no when they told them to say yes. So let's go to Mark. Mark chapter one, verse 35 through 38, because we're going to what we're going to learn is Jesus is the greatest example of how to say no in a great way. But before there, I'm sorry, let's go to um, I missed the scripture on here right quick, but let's go to Matthew. 537. And Amplified it says, but let your statement be yes, yes or no, no. A firm yes or no. Anything more than that comes from the evil one. So you don't got to be doing all this. Oh, well, maybe this and da, 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 da. No, yes or no. And if you can't give them a yes or no in that moment, just like I was saying earlier, say, I'll get back to you. Simply as that. If you don't feel like you have a knowing in your spirit in that moment, just say, I need to get back to you. And if they don't know how to take that, if they being pushy and like, oh, well, I need an answer now, well, then no, you're not going to rush me to give you an answer. That's that's a red flag of telling me that maybe this thing of God, if you want to sit up here and rush me and you not give me enough respect, if I'm telling you that I need a moment to talk to God about the situation, because we, again, we're not making any decision without seeking him first. If you can't take that, then maybe this is not, you know, meant for us to be doing business or meant for us to be collaborating or whatever it is that they, the person is asking you to do. Because there's other people that can do the job. But maybe they're so used to you saying yes, 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 yes. And when you start saying no to some things, God is saying, listen, no, there ain't the season for it. And then they don't know how to hear, listen to no. Now they pop in the attitude because they're not used to you saying no, but they they got to get used to it. Because we're not, listen, we, we haven't balanced this year. It's too much stuff that God wants us to do. And it's too many things that God wants us to stay away from. So we have to learn how to balance and learn the things that we're supposed to do, prioritize and know when to say no to the things that God wants us to stay away from. Lastly, let's go to Mark. Mark chapter 1, verse um, 35 through 38. It says, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went out to a secluded place and was praying there. Simon Peter and his companions searched everywhere, looking anxiously for him. And he found him and said, everybody is looking for you. He replied, let us go on to the neighboring town so I may preach there also. This is why I came from the father. My God. Jesus is like, listen. First and foremost, Jesus went and sought the father. He sought God because he needed to get his mind right so that he, any decision that was coming before him, he already had the mind of God. So that anytime somebody came to him, he already knew what was before him. He already knew what God was leading him to do. So anything that is opposite of what God is leading him to do, he knows how to say no. Because Jesus said, when they said everybody's looking for you, because er of course Jesus was, you know, hot on the market. Everybody wanted a piece of Jesus, but Jesus like, no, my my duty is not 
back there. My duty is to move forward. It's other people, other people in the neighboring towns that need healing, other than the people in the neighboring towns that need to be, um, demons need to be cast out of them. It's so many other people that need me. They already received what they needed from me. Now it's time to move on. And Jesus said it in love. He said, no, let's go to the neighboring town so I may preach there also. That is why I came. Jesus said, I recognize what God, where God is leading me. This is where I need to go. Sorry, but I have to be about my father's business. Sorry that I need to move on. I have to go where God is leading me. My God, have your way, Holy Spirit. Next point. We're just tuning in. We're talking about keys to finding, finding balance in your Christian walk. Number three, delegate. Delegate. We have to learn how to delegate because we cannot do it all by ourselves. What God was telling me, God tells me sometimes that you can't do it all by yourself, even if you're capable. You're like, Trey, what does that mean? Because there are tasks that you can do by yourself, but God doesn't want you to do by yourself. Because when you are creative, let's start with that. When you are a creative person, you can be a jack of all trades, meaning that you can, you're a dancer, you're a singer, you're an actor, you're a writer, you're, you're, I mean, you can cook, you can do all the things, right? But there's only 24 hours in a day. There's only seven days in a week. There's only 365 days in a year. We can't, and listen, especially when God has a certain time, time for a deadline for us to get things done. We can get it done, but how long would it take for us to get it done if we did it by ourselves? This is why God places people in our lives, people that are talented, people that are gifted in certain areas. Yeah, I can do administrative work. But I know that there are people that are um, that God has grace for that type of work. So why would even though I'm capable of doing it, God is placing people in your life that have the grace for it and it would get it done more efficiently. Yeah, you can, you know, you probably can figure out and watch and go on YouTube University and figure out how to fix um fix the sink from um leaking. But aren't there there are people that are graced to be plumbers? People that are, are graced to to fix things efficiently and get it done expeditiously in a timely manner? So we have to learn how to not try to do everything because a lot of times what happens is, oh, I was like, oh, I can do it. I can do it. And then this is the thing that God had to deliver me from is that a lot of times I wouldn't want to, um, huh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I wouldn't want people to help me because I'm like, man, this is the problem with sometimes when you're a visionary is that. You don't want to take the time out to explain your vision to someone else. So you much rather just do it yourself. Oh, when nobody knew you then the enemy's deceiving you to thinking that, oh, well, nobody else is going to understand, you know, how to get it done because God gave me the vision. Only I, I'm capable of, of uh, seeing the vision um, be executed. And that's a lie from the pit of hell. God, yes, you're the visionary, but every great visionary has a team. Every great visionary has a team. Yes, God placed you as the point person to be the one that is leading, led, excuse me, led, leads the people. But at the same time, God graces you with a team. Listen, it might you might start off by yourself, 
Because a lot of entrepreneurs start off by themselves. They stay, listen, they doing it, especially if you have a restaurant, you doing the cooking, you creating the menu, da 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 da. You writing the business plan. You don't want to go into school and all of that. But once you have a solid business plan, once you write the vision and make it plain, you pray about it, pray about the right people that God will bring in your life that once you see the vision come to life and, and not the people that, yes, um, Yes, um, Urban Evangelist said, there's no I in team. Yes, there is no I in team. Everybody can have a part. And there are people that are not called to be at the head. They are graced to be a supporter of your vision. It doesn't, it doesn't belittle them because they're not called to be the CEO. Not at all. Because they know the apartment. They know what God has graced them in. They know what their gifts are. And they and they when they when everybody operates in their gifts, thank you, Holy Spirit. When everybody everybody operates in their gifts, my God, and work together, my God, we can just do some excellent things. But if you're trying to operate in a gift that you that God did not grace you in, you look foolish. And God is like, listen, I gave you the answer. But because you're trying to do any and everything, you now you you sitting here being stuck. Something that could have taken two months to get done is now taking a year. Why? Because you don't want to delegate. You don't want to take the help. So we have to learn how to delegate. Let's go to Exodus. Exodus chapter 18. My time is getting spent. Exodus 18, verse 13 through 26 in the Amplified Version. So it says, now the next day Moses set to judge the disputes the people had with one another. And the people stood around Moses from dawn to dusk. When Moses' father-in-law saw everything that he was doing for the people, he said, what is this that you're doing for the people? Why are you sitting alone as a judge with all the people standing around you from dawn to dusk? Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me to ask about the will of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me. And I judge between a man and his neighbor, and I make known the statutes of God and his laws. Now Jethro, Jethro which is Moses' uh, father-in-law, counsels him. Verse 17, it says, Moses' father-in-law said to him, the thing that you are doing is not good. You will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you to bear. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me. I will advise you and may God be with you to confirm my advice. You shall represent the people before God. You shall bring the disputes and causes to him. You shall teach them the decrees and laws. You shall show them the way they are to live and the work they are to do. Furthermore, you shall select from all the people competent men who are reverently fear God, who reverently fear God, men of truth, those who hate dishonest gain. You shall place these over the people as leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens. They shall judge the people at all times. Have them bring every major dispute to you, but let them judge every minor dispute themselves. So it will be easier for you and they will bear the burden with you. If you will do this thing and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure the responsibility and all these people will also go back to their tents in peace. So Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything that he had said. Moses chose able men from all Israel and made them heads over the people, leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, from the highest to the lowest judicial levels. And they judged the people at all times. And they, they would bring the difficult cases to Moses, but every minor dispute, they judged and decided themselves. My God. Thank you, Urban Evangelist. I understand. <laughs> My God. So Moses had to learn that because he was the leader over the children of Israel at this time, he had to learn that, listen, God appointed him to take care of a major disputes 
And God was training Moses so that now that, you know, he is in a posi- that particular position now, he can train those under him. Because what good is it if a leader can't teach others because they can't be everywhere because if they try to stay where they are and they don't teach everybody else and they don't delegate responsibilities, then they can't grow and do other things that God is leading them to do. Who Sarabaya, thank you, Jesus. Our leader, what if our pastors was the, the department head over every single department in our church? And they had to be, they had to take care of being the leader over the dance ministry, leader over the praise and worship team, the leader over the cleaning crew, the leader over the deacons and deaconesses. I mean, they couldn't trust nobody to be their leader. They couldn't, and then say if they get an engagement, a speaking engagement to go to another church because God is leading them to go there. But now they're like, well, God, I can't go there because. My church needs me. I, I, I'm running everything. And God is saying, you didn't take time out to train other people. Because when you train people the right way, God has graced certain people so that the job can still be done. And they will still carry on the vision of the house, even when you're not there. That is great training. That is great teaching. And that is what God wants. He doesn't want for the visionaries to always have to do every minor task because God has graced them to be, to speak to the masses. There are ones that God has graced to speak to the masses and then there are others that God has called to speak to one-on-one. But if everybody, if you can't delegate as a leader, if you can't even delegate just period because Saying, listen, I can't do this today, but I know a great say if you're cook and you like, you know, you might have a, another engagement and somebody's like, man, like I really wanted you to cook. It's like, listen, I'm, I don't want to overbook myself, book myself, but I know. And listen, ah, oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm trying to get off of this, but God is leading me here. Sometimes we don't want to delegate because we want to be greedy. Sometimes we don't want to delegate because we want to be greedy. You're a cook and you're getting all the clients, right? And somebody say, listen, I need you for this event, but you already got an event that day. But now you want to sit up here and you want to try to figure things out and you already know you can't do it. But it's, but what you need to do is say, listen, I got a great you know, colleague that is great at this, at this, at this chef game as well. And I'm going to recommend you to them because I know they can do it. Because it's not about, listen, we're all we're all graced it in our own gifting. And it's not going to take away from you, from your business, just because you had to um, recommend them to somebody else. It just wasn't, remember I said earlier, every good thing is not a God thing. That wasn't meant for you to handle that in that season. Got to learn how to delegate. Got to learn how to separate yourself when it's time to move on. All right, y'all. Let me go to the last point. I pray that you've been blessed so far. Glory be to God. Last point. Number four, rest. Rest. Whatever you do, I don't care if you got to plan it. And a lot of times, if you're busy and you are very, I say if you're very active in your church and you have a business or you have a family or you just have a lot of tasks that are, you know, that are on your plate, find time to rest. Find time to rest. Schedule a nap. Listen, I am an advocate of naps. (laughs) Like, ask my friends, ask my mom, ask my family. I'm going to take a nap. And if I don't take a nap, my body knows it. And if I'm falling asleep, it's because I'm tired. I get up at 4.30 every morning to pray. And if I don't take a nap, by 9 o'clock, my body is done. We have to learn how to take a nap. I don't care if it's a power nap, 20 minutes. Sometimes your eyes just need rest. Because they've been looking at a computer, especially during the time that a lot of us are working from home. They need rest. Or sometimes your mind just needs rest to just not think 
about the the task of the day. Sometimes just take a moment to watch your favorite show or just chill out. And not, you know, take on the task of doing everything that everybody else wants to wants you to do. And just a quick testimony, but God, I was like, Lord, I really need some time to myself. And when you get to know yourself, and I was like, God, I need some time to myself. And when you give out a lot, you have to learn how to replenish yourself. So I I can tell you guys now, but this weekend I took, I went to the hotel and I spent time by myself. Nobody else, just me and God. For my birthday, I went to a hotel. I ate what I wanted to eat. I watched what I wanted to watch. And I did what I wanted to do. And don't know, thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't let anybody make you feel guilty of that. Don't let any, because givers, when you are a giver, sometimes people will make you feel guilty when you say no, how we was talking about earlier. But don't let nobody make you feel guilty of having wanting to spend time to yourself or wanting to get some rest. You deserve to have rest. Even God rested. Let's go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 through 3. Even God rested in the Amplified Version. And it says, because this is after God made all of creation. I mean, everything that we see before us, God created in six days. So Genesis 2, verse 2 says, And by the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done. And he rested, seized, on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it as his own. That is, set apart as holy from other days. Because in it, he rested from all his work, which he had created and done. Sometimes we also got to sit back and, and look at, because we don't even take a moment to even appreciate all that has taken place in our lives. Say you just opened up business and you had a great year. Did you take time to rest and just look over, you know, the sales or just take time to step away and say, wow, look at, look at the goodness of the Lord. Did you take time or are you constantly on the go, burning yourself out? No, take a time out. Every great business takes a has a rest period where a good good business they have a rest period where they're looking over the numbers and making sure that they are on on the right path, looking at the vision, looking at the the vision that they have for the year, making sure that everything is in alignment. Not always taking business and some people are like, "Oh, I need this now. I'm sorry." I got to take a break because I I need this time to make sure that everything is afloat and so that I can be um, better for you when I come back. And if you, if they truly value your business, then they will appreciate that. They will appreciate that you're taking time out to make sure that you are seeking God for even more ideas on how to grow even more. Because if they want to walk away, then listen, that's on them. That's not stopping God from from blessing you with more business. They just were being impatient and that's on them. Yes, Melissa, rest is definitely important when you're in school. Make sure you take naps because it is no good for you to be writing a paper. Listen, I did plenty of all-nighters. But I'm telling you, when my body was trying to rest, I could not write that paper until I went to sleep. I couldn't write that paper until I went to sleep. So Melissa, definitely make sure you get some rest, especially when you're in school. I definitely agree. And last but not least, let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30. And again, this is the Amplified Version. It says, come to me, all who are weary and heavily burdened by religious rituals that provide no peace. And I will give you rest, refreshing your souls with salvation. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, 
following me as my disciple. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest, renewal, blessed quiet for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and my burden is light. Jesus is like, give it all unto me. Allow me to show you the way. We have to learn how to rest, be at ease in our mind. What good are we, again, to help advance the kingdom of God if our mind is not at rest? If we are not at peace. So allow God to show you the way. Just a quick a quick review, again, for those of you that didn't get a chance to see it earlier. We talked about keys to finding balance in your Christian walk. Number one, we said it's important to prioritize. Make sure that you write a list, write down the task that is before you and prioritize that list. Number two, after you make that list, make sure you know when to say no. Know when to say no. If you know that God is not leading you to go that route, then don't do it. But also operate in love by telling them in love. And make sure you're not saying no to the things that God is telling you to say yes to. Number three, make sure you delegate. If God is sending you help, explain the vision to the people and allow them to help you. Guys, God has graced them for that task. And number four, make sure that you rest. Make sure that you rest. Allow God to replenish you when you, you know, maybe you worked a long day. Come home and rest. Don't just be on the go. Rest. And resting doesn't always mean sleeping. Resting means being at peace. Your mind is not always on go. All right, guys. I pray that everybody was encouraged and uplifted by tonight's word. I pray that you continue to just meditate on it. If you got to go back and watch the replay, if there was anything that you missed, make sure you can also listen to it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. If you want to listen to it on the way to work and it's just some key points you just want to listen to without watching, you can do that as well. I pray that it was truly helpful to you guys. Um, but before I go, I do want to offer the gift, the gift of salvation to someone that as you was watching this podcast or listening to the replay, and you know that you need Jesus in your life. Your life has been out of balance for a very long time. You don't have any sense of direction. You don't know which way you're supposed to go. And that missing link is Jesus Christ. But Jesus Christ can be the lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path if you let him, if you let him. Everything you need is in Jesus, but you have to accept them into your heart as your Lord and Savior. So if you're ready to make that decision today and turn away from your sinful ways, say this prayer of salvation with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I realize that I am a sinner and I need you, Jesus, in my life. Jesus, I believe in my heart and I confess in my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins just for me so that I can have eternal life. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me for every sin that I have done wrong. Jesus, I surrender my life unto you and I will serve you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, amen. If you said that prayer of salvation, welcome into the body of Christ. You are a new creature. All those old things are behind you and behold, all things are new before you. To God be the glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And last call for those of you that may have had a relationship with Christ at some point in your life, but you allowed yourself to stray away from the things of God. But you know that Jesus is calling you. You've lost yourself during this pandemic. You lost yourself even before the pandemic. But if you're watching now or if you're listening at this point, you know that Jesus is calling you and that it's not too late to get it right. It's not too late. Put your pride aside and allow Jesus back into your life. He's waiting for you with open arms, waiting for you to answer the call. So say this prayer rededication with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm so sorry for turning my back on you. I tried to do this thing by myself. And Jesus, I failed. Jesus, 
It was not meant for me to do life alone. And I know without a shadow of doubt that I need you in my life more than I did ever before. So Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me for turning my back on you. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me another chance to get it right. I surrender my life unto you and I will serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you pray that prayer rededication, welcome back into the body of Christ. Welcome back. Welcome back. Jesus loves you. And what I will encourage you to do is to forgive yourself because the enemy will have you thinking that just because you lived a lifestyle, a sinful lifestyle that you can't be used by God, but that is a, a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus, God has forgiven you. He's wiping the, wiped the slate clean. Why? Because Jesus, he died on the cross for your sins. And now you have been saved. You have been forgiven. Forgive yourself and move forward. Forgive yourself and move forward. All right, guys. I love you guys so much. Again, if you want to see this podcast, make sure you follow I Am Imperfectly Perfect on Facebook at I Am Imperfectly Perfect Incorporated. Or you can follow it on Instagram, I underscore am underscore imperfectly perfect. Or you can also listen to this podcast on all uh, podcast platforms. It is available on the podcast platform and be available to you tomorrow. So I love you guys so much. I pray that you continue to allow God to do some marvelous things in your lives. Make sure you take these keys and apply them to your life. Find balance because there's some great things that God has in store for you, but you're not going to be able to get any of them done if you don't find balance. So be encouraged, be uplifted. I love you guys, and I'll see you guys next week. Have a great night.